0: Welcome to E429, where your campus-related questions time campus-related answers.
1: Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification, according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear.
0: I'm Deanie Hutchinson. And I'm Carrie Ann Fraser. And welcome. So Deanie, what's the buzz on campus this week? Well, first off, let's talk about that sudden drop in temperature. Man, it was freezing all week. Oh, what was the high? 32 degrees? Basically. I'm from New Jersey and they had like seven feet of snow. I came here to escape the cold weather. (laughs) I came here to escape the cold weather, but we basically got it here. Yeah. But the only
1: negative here is we don't get the snow to accompany it. We just get harsh winds that blow your hair everywhere. Yeah, basically.
0: Well. Remember that power outage on Tuesday? Oh, that power outage, though.
1: You walk into class and you're not really sure if it's going to be canceled or not. So some people didn't show up. And right. other
0: people did. And Wait, can we talk about the fact that I got an email from my prof saying, if the power comes back at 1, we're having class. It's 1, the power didn't come off. Come on. And then you texted me, and what did you say? I said, hey, Dini, we're having class. Why aren't you here? And I was like, (laughs) I got an email from a prof, and you were like, but he's lecturing. (laughs) So I basically had to like dilly-dally back to class. Yeah, and then we got out like 45 minutes early.
1: Hello, tell us your name. Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Thanks for joining us today. Um, We are going to ask you a riddle, and we're going to see if you can solve it. You ready? Okay. The person who makes it sells it. The person who buys it never uses it. The person who uses it doesn't know they are.
2: I feel like I knew this one too at some point.
1: Uh, I'm awful with riddles. <laughs> um, money. Great. This is going to be something that haunts me at night. Uh, happiness. <laughs> deni what is the answer to that riddle? I don't know. Maybe we should perhaps
0: ask March
1: what are you daft? The answer to the riddle is a coffin. Welcome to this week's edition of Ask Marge. How you doing today, Deanie? I'm great. How are you, Marge? It's been a while. Oh, you know, it's just another day in the
0: office, twiddling my thumbs. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you're here, Marge, because we've been looking for the perfect person to join us on our podcast, and I was like why don't we ask Marge? Oh
1: well I appreciate it you know every day is just boring 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 Marge tasks all day long and then I get a call from Dini and I say why not come in you know. Yeah thank you so much how are you what's going on? Not much is going on you know I'm just kind of uh, you know. How's Jersey? (laughs) Oh joy you know it's beautiful here Dini you know we've got like seven feet of snow Oh, did you? Seven feet, so people can walk. It's pretty bad.
0: (laughs) Okay, Marge, you know I'm from Jersey, right? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, um, Marge. Oh, wait, someone's calling in. I think someone has a question for you. Oh, okay, I'm ready. Shoot. My name is Michelle, and my question is, I like a
1: guy in my Bible class, and I want to know if it's weird if I give him a valentine that is a really great question michelle thanks for calling in here's the deal bible classes are a great place to meet someone i mean obviously he's a christian right because he's in a bible class hello have you even talked to the guy once not everybody at this school is a christian and just because he's in a bible class doesn't mean you should send him a valentine however I think Valentine's Day is a good day to make your feelings known, too, because it's kind of, you know, a special time on the calendar. But at the same time, it's just another day. could talk to him any other time. But if you want to be discreet, maybe, you know, use a fake name on your Valentine, leave it on his desk. And if he seems to like it, go up and talk to him afterwards. But if he seems to be kind of creeped out, then you can run away. You know what I'm saying?
0: Thank you. You're welcome. Have a nice day, Michelle. All right, March. I think we have a second phone call for you. Oh, good. Good. These phone calls are just coming in. So let's make this one our last, and let's see what they have to say.
3: Hi, I'm Sam, and this is my question. So right now my girlfriend is doing a study abroad program in Israel, and my question for you is what is the best way to go about keeping a long-distance relationship?
1: Thank oh, you. oh, Sam, I'm really glad that you brought up this topic because there all seem to be a lot of people in long distance relationships these days. Do you agree?
3: Mm-hmm. I would absolutely agree with that.
1: Yeah, so um your girlfriend, she um have, how long have you been guys been together?
3: We've been together. We're coming up on 1 year actually, the 22nd of this month.
1: A year long, and she's all the way in Israel. Hmm. You know, long-distance relationships can be really difficult because we're just, um, you know, it's really hard, especially with the time zone difference because it's, what, like 10 hours difference?
3: Yes, that is correct.
1: Um, so how often a week do you call her?
3: I'm sorry?
1: How often do you call her?
3: Uh, we're, gonna, we're Skyping once a week, and we text almost every day.
1: Um. Okay, so texting every day and calling only once a week? What are you talking about? you got to be calling this girl every day if you want to keep this relationship afloat.
3: Well, the thing is, she is in Israel, and I want her to take full advantage of the program there, and I don't want to be too big of a distraction for her.
1: Oh, I understand that. But at the same time, you know, there's a lot of other distractions there, like, you know, other guys or, you know, Israeli men. I mean, I've been to Israel, or I've seen them. They're pretty distracting, aren't you, nervous? Uh, they're they're pretty distracting. I guess I would say that.
3: But, uh...
1: Well, it seems like you've got a really committed relationship. Good for you, Sam. Um, I would just recommend um, talking to as much as you can and um, asking about what kind of people she's meeting around there because, you know, I think I got distracted a little bit. If I had a boyfriend back home, I think it'd be a little difficult. You know what I'm saying? So, my advice to you would just be to, you know, check in on her every once in a while and um, count your blessings and hope for the best.
3: I will do that. She is a huge blessing. All right.
1: Thanks for calling in, Sam. Have a good day. You too. Thanks, Marge. So, those college relationship questions. What do you think, Marge? Oh, Dini, my colleges were a long time removed, so it's, it's refreshing to get back in the saddle, you know? Yeah. But I totally understand these students. I mean, love's a crazy business. One day it's up, one day it's down. <laughs> it's like
0: being on a roller coaster, except you don't have a seatbelt, you know? Right. Oh, boy. See, that's why we yeah. ask you, Marge, because you have the words of wisdom. Ah, you know, seven ex-husbands later, you've got some knowledge up there. (laughs) Thank you so much, Marge. We can't wait to have you back. So don't be a stranger, okay? Oh, stranger danger. (laughs) So Deanie, what's happening with Scholastic Threads this week? Well, I'm coming back from a really long hiatus and I've been kind of having like a creative block in my mind but coming back strong I got three new posts up two girls one guy and I'm really excited to see what happens you know it's going to It's going to be a fun semester seeing people without what they got in their closet.
1: Yeah. So, Deanie, we've got some people on campus who are wondering what are the do's and don'ts of what we should wear on campus since you're pretty familiar with that topic. So, um, I know that you have some advice for those guys out there and what they should avoid.
0: Can you tell us about that? I do. Um, Ladies, you guys are doing a good job on campus. So, I have nothing bad to say to you guys, but um, gentlemen... I think that you know those joggers. You know what I'm talking about with the joggers. Oh yeah, the, the joggers. cinched mm-hmm. uh, bottoms. It's pretty bad. You know, it's it's not bad. It's not horrible. But I feel like you should avoid wearing them. But if you do wear them. I suggest trying to wear it with like a chunky sneaker, you know, some New Balance retros, New Balance classics, some Adidas, you know, some Nike Air Max, just to balance it out. Because if you're wearing some thin Vans with your joggers, all I see are your ankles. Mm, No one wants to see that. Yeah, I don't want to see your ankles. How do you feel about fashion socks, Dini? I feel like that's the biggest trend on campus. Mm-hmm. Sock game strong to the max. I've been
1: seeing some pretty interesting ones even off campus
0: too. Right. Yeah. Just people have bacon on them, eggs and bacon. Kale. K- bread. I'm like, whoa. I got my sister a pair of mac and cheese socks. No way. Things. Yeah. Oh, I need a pair of those in my life. But yeah, sneakers with a strong sock game. I feel like that's really trending on campus because people would just on like ankle socks mm-hmm. where now they're just like you know what let me show who i am through my sock and i think it's pretty inspiring i, I think it's it.
1: i think it's really interesting because it's, like, even a year ago people didn't want their socks to show you right know, you yeah. never wore your veins and were able to see socks but right nowadays if you don't see any cool socks it's they're just like kind cool. of a no-go right yeah that's a good point well thanks for the scholastic threads update dini um we have one more item to talk about the clothing item of the week. Dini,
0: why don't you tell us about what that is? Well, this week I feel like overalls are definitely the item of the week. I'm wearing my comfy overalls right now. I was just gonna
1: say, they look good.
0: Thanks, I think they're. I think everyone should own a pair of overalls. You know, they're so comfortable and if you're just kind of having a rut in what to wear, just throw on a t-shirt and some overalls. You can literally wear them with anything. You can wear it with like a nice turtleneck, long sleeve, short sleeve. Okay. Stripe, polka dot, whatever. Overalls are your best friend. So snatch a pair. You can find them at Target, Old Navy, Urban Outfitters, anywhere, and they're pretty affordable. So get yours today. Oh, it looks like Scholastic Threads got a question on Instagram. I did. This one is from Fleury Delis. Follow her on Instagram. She's pretty cool. And she asked, can you talk about Sarah and I's hair braiding business and how it's for girls and guys? So basically these are two girls on campus who live in C.W. Smith and there's been a large influx of people coming up to them and asking them to just braid their hair, like to the side, just to get it out of their face. Like little braids? Yeah, like little braids against their hair just um, to make their morning routines easier. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's pretty trending on campus. And I see a lot of girls and guys on campus, like especially athletes, asking if they could just braid back their hair just for athletic events or anything. And yeah, I think it's pretty cool how. It's kind of like a campus little hairstyling yeah. thing.
1: How would they get in contact with those girls, Deanie?
0: So if you would want to get in touch with them, I would honestly just show up to C.W. Smith and say, hey, where does Paige live? Where does Sarah live? And um, I'm sure people know where they live and they'll come down and then just ask them a couple questions about their hair and they'll be more than happy to do it for you. So there's that. Sounds good. Thanks, Deanie. And thank
1: you, Fleur Delice on Instagram for the shout-out. Yeah.
0: Thanks for your update on Scholastic Threads, Deeni. Yeah, no worries. It's super fun. And if you have any questions, feel free to just come up to me and ask me. You know, I love styling people. So. Or discuss posts on Scholastic Threads on Instagram. Yes, or Facebook. I'm on all platforms of social media. Okay, bye. <laughs> Thanks, Deeni.
1: The Masters College is full of amazing professors who come from all over the world, and in this episode, we actually have my dad with us, Dr. Greg Fraser, in the Political
0: Studies Department. Thanks for joining us, Dad.
2: Good to be here.
0: Welcome, welcome. We hear you're you were a pretty big prankster when you came to the Masters College. Can you tell <clears throat> us one highlight prank that is most memorable
2: to you? Well. It would take several hours, Um, but one that a lot of people like, I actually told it at a master's college Christmas party a few years ago for the whole administration and faculty and staff and everything, and everybody seemed to enjoy it. We used to get, uh, first of all, when I was here, Hotchkiss was the only dorm, okay? The only dorm. So one side were the guys, the other side were the girls, and then in between, of course, was the lounge. And each year they would put a Christmas tree up in the lounge. And one particular year, they put in a humongousoid Christmas tree, just huge, and we learned, well first of all, my roommate and I decided that we wanted our own Christmas tree in our room, so we went down to the end of the road here where the railroad tracks are and found the largest tumbleweed we could find and we put it in our room, we made a little stand, and we, we went down to the athletic department and got some spray paint, and sprayed it, spray painted it green with some silver on it, so it looked, you know, Christmassy, and we put it up in our dorm room, and the guys in, the, in our wing just sort of adopted it as a wing Christmas tree, and so it developed into a fundamental rule that whenever you pass through the lounge, you would take a decoration off of the Christmas tree and bring it to our Christmas tree. <laughs> so each of the guys in our wing, would as they came up through the lounge, they would go to the, the big Christmas tree in the lounge, and they would take something off of it and bring it to our tree and put it on it. So by the time Christmas break came, our tree wouldn't even stand up because it was all covered with stuff. and It was just a tumbleweed to start with and the one in the lounge was almost empty so uh, the other thing about the tree was we learned that they had spent fifty dollars um fireproofing the tree okay which you guys don't understand fifty dollars back then was mucho bacarino. <laughs> back then my school bill for the year my tuition for the year was twelve hundred dollars okay wow which is a little less than now um and so fifty dollars <laughs> was a lot of money back then and so some of us thought that was a little outrageous for um, fireproofing the tree so after Christmas break when people had basically left uh, the baseball team was still here and so were some others because we had a missions trip we went on over Christmas break and and some other athletes were here and some other people were here for a while so there were still few people on campus and in the dorm and one night some friends of mine and I decided to to see how well the fireproofing had worked on the tree. And so we took the tree out into the patio area behind the Hotchkiss Lounge, put it out there and then someone else, not me, someone else who had a lighter decided that we would test you know, whether the whether the tree was actually fireproof. And so um, fortunately I was intelligent enough before he did it to go into the dorm and get a fire extinguisher just in case and so he um, took his lighter and just touched it to the bottom of the tree and it went up like a torch I've never seen anything go up so fast it was like it, it wasn't like it burned and then up worked its way up it was he touched the bottom thing and it was like they had like they'd fireproofed it with gasoline or something. It was just, and it, it was just a, a monument of flame. And so immediately I pull out the fire extinguisher. And I'm trying to, you know, cause I was worried it was, it was pretty bad. And so I was spraying the thing down and everything. By the time I got it out, there was nothing left, but the, this, the center stalk, you know, trunk or whatever. And then a few little kn- black gnarly uh, <laughs> arms sticking out of it. it. It just looked really pretty pathetic. A uh, little, little black gnarly arms just kind of sticking out, nothing more than like a foot and a half, and uh, so after we stopped laughing, um, (laughs) we put it back in the lounge in the corner, and then we went and got all the decorations and put them all back on it uh, so that the people, when they came back from break, would have something fun to uh, (laughs) greet them. So just an example, I wouldn't recommend that because it was dangerous, um, but we were foolish. Uh, we were young and foolish as many of you are (laughs) and uh yeah so i'm not recommending anything like that uh if you do you need to make sure no no don't just don't just just don't it was it was stupid it was stupid but but it was fun because it worked out okay (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's hilarious thank you so much for sharing i wish you guys could see carrie ann's face throughout this whole thing her eyes getting so big that was great thank you so much for coming Thanks for
1: coming and joining us, Dad. I'm actually going to ask you the final question we have for all of our professors when they come in. Um, What's one valuable piece of advice that you would give to TMC students to live by?
2: Can I give two? Um, Absolutely. One is to, when you approach issues in life, in my case, particularly political issues, but aside from that, just general issues in life and and in dealing with people and society and and business and so on and so forth. I think it's a good idea and I encourage everyone to try to divorce yourself from your culture. Mm -hmm. Try to come at things from the Bible first. Go to the Bible first, see what the Bible says and then judge your culture by the Bible rather than deciding ahead of time what you like or what you prefer or what your group that you run around in thinks and so on and so forth and then trying to find something in the Bible to support it. Try to divorce yourself from your culture. Try to be less American. I don't mean that in an an unpatriotic sense, etc. But just try to be less American or if you're a, a missionary kid, be less Brazilian or whatever and come to the Bible with as open a mind as you can. And then the other is for specifically TMC students is to recognize that, you're, that while you are at the master's college, your studies are the most important thing that you do. Mm. That's why you're here. And your studies, it's not a sacred, secular divide. There is no such thing. What you do in your studies reflects your spiritual walk with Christ. Because at this point, that's what he is wanting. We're to be excellent in all that we do as believers. And so while you're a college student, uh, you should be excellent in your studies or as good as you can be. You should be giving it your full effort um, and not think that, well, I need to go do something spiritual. Because your studies are a spiritual activity while you're here at the college.
0: Awesome advice. Hear that, students? That's Dr. Frazier for you guys. Thank you again so much for coming. When things get a little rough in the midst of everything going on with school, relationships, work, and just life in general, it's important to just take a moment.
1: This week, we're gonna highlight Harry Walls' message in chapel on Friday, February 5th. Yes. Deanie, that was a pretty crazy morning. I heard. What and happened? We started chapel a little bit late, which is crazy. Never happens. We did. And um, it was supposed to be Steve Lawson. And he walked into the gym and then walked back out. And then Harry Walls got up and preached
0: just right out of the box. See, Harry Walls is a baller. He knows how to get things done. And his message was Absolutely great. Yeah. Very relevant to our lives mm-hmm. as college students. I feel
1: like he's one of those preachers that everything he says, I feel like I have to write down. <laughs> right. You're yeah. just like,
0: ah, so many notes. Yeah, it was really
1: encouraging. He preached on 2 Corinthians 12, 14 to 15, and he was talking about true love, which is something that we really need to hear about on this campus. Why
0: don't we play a clip of his prayer that basically summed up his whole message? Sounds good.
3: Help us to live in such a way that time with You is natural so that we can express a passion that is unnatural and we can express a love that is supernatural. Help us to resolve and recognize that without You, we really can do nothing. Help us to understand that we need the grace that You give and the fruit of Your Spirit in order to love abundantly and not be loved back. And keep on loving anyway. We need your grace to spend and be spent. Lord, we live in a culture of fallen humanity. Even in the Christian community, we bear the scars of Adam's fall and Lord, we're not responded to in the ways that we want our hearts get injured and they can get hard. Lord, we have not necessarily grown up in a home where we've seen it. We've not necessarily had modeled for us these criteria and these requirements of love. Lord, help us to bear the marks that express your love for us. Help us to be what we're not because you're making us what we should be. Lord, the reason we romanticize true love is because we're built for it. Help us to experience it because we learn to express it. Help us to very gladly spend and be spent. Even though the more abundantly we love, the less we be loved. For your honor, for your glory, for the blessing of others, and for the satisfaction of our heart, I ask it in Jesus' name.
0: I think Pastor Harry did a really good job kind of bringing together the message he gave the night before for grace on campus. Grace on campus is a Bible study that he has at his house every Thursdays from seven to kind of 10 ish. And it's a good time to fellowship and um, talk about God's word. But he was talking about um, how to be a glorifying example of who the Lord is. And then just when he brought up true love in chapel, I thought he did a good job talking about how, true love can only come from christ and he also brought like he talked about relationships and stuff which is great but sitting there as a college student who's basically in an environment where you're encouraged to just date and find your one find the one it's important to know that like the real true love you can get is from christ Mm -hmm. and i thought that it was super encouraging for as a single person i think and um talking to married couples about the message they've completely related to it.
1: Yeah. And I think too, one of the takeaways I had from it was not even just relating it to relationship with a significant other, but even just our relationships with other people, right? with our roommates, with our friends, with our family, instead of um, expecting a certain amount of love from another person to Mm -hmm. be that love to them. Mm -hmm. And that's what true love is, is to show that kindness and that care for someone, even when they're not showing it in return. That's the hardest That's the hardest thing for believers to do in general. Really, Forgiveness and love are the hardest things for us to do. And so that was a really convicting passage Mm -hmm. to think through, um, just to be motivated to love someone and chase after them, um, even when they're not doing that in return. It's really difficult. but
0: Right. And that's funny that you say that, because that's exactly what we were talking about that Thursday night at his house, talking about how um, believer or unbeliever, we should still show love. And that whole passage was just, like, 70 times 7, like, uh, turn, like if one mm-hmm. turned, slapped your cheek or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, that whole thing, just sitting there and talking about how um, it's just important to have a soft heart and be forgiving um, to both believers and unbelievers. And, and especially the unbelievers, because we're magnifying Christ by doing so. And people are just, they'll see us and say, wow, they have such a... Um, hard to forgive. I wonder why, and then mm-hmm. it can open up an opportunity to spread the gospel.
1: Yeah, and because of the Holy Spirit's work in us, we're able to do that. Right, and it's important that we also not rely on our own strength or own abilities, but ask the Lord to give us that love because it is hard, and we're not loving, but naturally. So. Right.
0: Amen. Why don't you give us the verse of the week? Verse of the week,
1: in light of Harry's message, is Second Corinthians twelve fifteen. I will most gladly spend and be expended for your souls. If I love you more, am I to be loved less? And this is the King James Version of the Verse of the Week, 2 Corinthians 12:15. And I will very gladly spend and be spent for you, though the more abundantly I love you, the less I be loved. Check out our posters around campus, and check out Instagram at Scholastic Threads to submit your campus fashion questions. Email K-Sisters, K-S-I-S-T-R-S at AOL.com to ask Marge a relationship question. And to probe the prof, send
0: your questions to Fraser KA at mail.masters.edu. Thank you so much, cool peoples, for listening to us without you guys. We wouldn't be existing. We'd be nothing. We love you guys, and make sure to ask those questions for a chance to be featured on our next episode. Thanks for listening to E429. I'm Deanie Hutchinson. And I'm Carrie Ann Fraser.
1: And And we we approve
0: this message.